What is up, everybody? Welcome in to the Bat Flip, where we discuss everything baseballs. I'm Landon Raby. With me, Dylan Taylor, talking about Tennessee and their uh, struggles this past weekend after Friday. They dropped the series to Georgia in Athens, and uh, that road record just keeps on looking worse and worse. 2-11 and so far this season. And, I mean, it just looked like Friday – you were kind of over that hump of the on-the-road struggles. And for whatever reason, Saturday and Sunday, it was kind of that Tennessee that we saw at the beginning of the season and that we thought we were away, away from. The the errors, the uncompetitive at-bats, the not moving runners, things like that. I mean, it, it was just a rough weekend um, after that Friday night game. And um, – just unfortunate because it's definitely a series you look back on and and probably think to yourself, man, we should have swept that team. Yeah, it's – I mean, you know, you've seen kind of the up and down in the SEC this year. So, you know, Georgia, you knew you knew they had the potential to make this a pretty good series. But at the same time, like, you, you knew the road struggles were there and we talked about it last episode. But at the same time, you did kind of have a team in the, in the Vols that looked to be – looks like they had righted the ship. And, I mean, it's not – end of the world or anything but at the same time like this wasn't a series that you had to win but it, it was a pretty important series for many reasons but mo- I think most importantly just showing that you can win on the road and you know you, you did it in one game but too bad the series is three so I mean it's yeah. it's I don't know it's I think the jury's kind of still out because I mean it, it's going to be road games for other teams too you know once you get into into Hoover and hopefully, you know, further into the tournament. So just hope for the best right now. Yeah, it just – I mean, it just kind of seemed like that was the theme of the weekend for the entire SEC. And, and that, I guess, makes me feel a little bit better that everybody struggled on the road, um, whether that was Florida against Texas A&M, um, South Carolina gets swept by Kentucky, uh, Alabama – who did Alabama beat? Alabama beat somebody. I forget who it was, uh, Vanderbilt. Um, and, and and then Tennessee loses to Georgia. I mean, everybody just struggled on the road. I think there was one SEC team that won on the road this weekend, and that was um, Arkansas beat Mississippi State. But, I mean, Saturday and Sunday were just weird for me because, like, I feel like after Friday you're like, dude, we have Dolan or Beam left. Like, we're good. We're golden. Two – maybe sweet, but definitely get a, a series win out of it. And you just kind of fell flat on your face on Saturday. The bats weren't there. Their starter goes out in the the second pitch of the game, and they bring in a kid who isn't anything special, and Tennessee couldn't touch him. Um, you know, it just kind of looked like that. I mean, they just had to struggle with off-speed, off-speed stuff. And, you know, the fastballs, they'd foul off or, or not really get a hold of. And – I don't know. It was just very – I thought we were over it. And so now that we're back at this point, it, it just kind of sucks. That that was the game that was really confusing just because it was – I wasn't too shocked to see after the first few innings where they did have to make that really quick pitching change. I wasn't too shocked to see a struggle initially, even though, you know, it's not, you know, an all-star coming out there for, for Georgia. But at the same time, like, you know, you prepare for a certain guy. And it is it is a little bit weird when, you know, you, you spend all that time preparing for one guy, two pitches into the game, it's another guy. 
the problem is I wasn't too surprised to see, you know, the issues for a couple innings after that quick change. But the issue is, okay, well, if he's not an all-star, like another time through the order where everybody can see him, you would, you would hope that, you know, you could kind of figure him out then and catch up. And it, he, we looked off balance pretty much the entire rest of the game. So that, you know, if, if you come back and win on Sunday, that one's probably, you probably say chalk that up to, Hey, you know, that's just weirdness, you know, not many pitchers are leaving after two after two pitches, but it seemed like the struggles continued Sunday too. So you know, it's I don't know I don't know what to make of it. Yeah, and and Saturday you left ten runners on base, um, and you're you're not going to win many games when that happens. It just seemed like the all weekend it was Georgia would have the timely hits, and Tennessee couldn't get that timely hit. It looked like with two outs, which Tennessee's been really good with two outs, but this weekend it just looked like we were kind of lost with two outs. We're like, oh, there's no hope. Let's just try to flip the the batting order or something like that. It just looked kind of off. And I don't know. I mean, I know Sunday you're like, you know, probably Beam was in there too long, but Beam didn't have two errors. And I know one was marked as a hit, but that wasn't a hit. That was an error. Um, so, I mean, that – and then another run scores in the eighth inning, I think. Blake Burke has an error. They they marked it as a hit, but that was – that was a ball that should have been fielded. Um, and then, I mean, Tennessee has played semi-clean baseball for these past couple weeks and then just see it kind of all fall apart and unravel the way that it did these last two games – is is head scratching and you wonder if that's like man just on the road we just look lost um but then again you won friday and you destroyed them so it it just doesn't make a lot of sense and maybe that's just the theme of this baseball team this season or maybe it's just college baseball it just doesn't make a lot of sense at this point you just got to hope that it's college baseball like you Mm got to hope that you're you know, we, we talked about them kind of getting the timing a little bit perfect. You know, we, we kind of made some compare or I, I made some comparisons to like, you know, Ole Miss where, you know, kind of the same struggles and they figured it out and wrote it to the end. Now, it's probably unlikely that that happened two, happens two years in a row when you look back on it now. But at the same time, like, it's, it's not going to be fun wondering if, you know, you can go hot for another nine games. And then something like this happens because, I mean, that's let, – let's be honest. The chances of that happening with Ole Miss were slim. Now it happened. But if you're hitching your wagon to you, – you don't want to call it luck. You don't want to call their national championship luck. But if you're hitching your wagon to that, you're – I'd say you'll be disappointed 99.9% of the time. So oh, yeah. the odds aren't in your favor. I'll put it that way. Yeah. And, like, I mean, we got to talk about Friday, too, just because, like, it, it was part of the weekend. Um, Christian Moore staying hot. Um, that's three RBIs, two home runs in that game. He had nine different Tennessee players with a hit, and then five players had multiple hits. And only five strikeouts. Like, I mean, it's – when Tennessee is able to keep those strikeouts under double digits, they the bats are there. Like, the runs are there. Um, and the hits were there this weekend, but like, I mean, I think on Saturday you had one run and eight hits. 
I think he had the bases loaded twice and couldn't get anybody in. He had a missed opportunity on Sunday where you have two runners on and then you have a two straight strikeouts in the inning. And then you have two runners on, I think, in the sixth. And then Hunter Inslee scorches one to third base. It's right to him. He turns a double play, and you don't get any runs in in that way as well. So it's just been a tough. It was just a tough go, and like we had so many hits go to the warning track, and it was like we couldn't get over that hump to just get them over the fence, and they did that. Um, Charlie Condon. I don't. I don't know why we kept throwing to him. It was kind of like Hunter Hines last weekend. Yeah. It's like, dude, just walk that guy. We'll get to the next guy. Throw it, throw it over the backstop for all I care, because yeah. I'd rather see it, see it go over that wall than I'm hitting it 420. Would seem like <laughs> everything he touched. Again, mm-hmm. I, I, we talked about it a little bit. Like to call in before the jury here a, a possible conspiracy theory that I see blowing up with uh, SECsports.com on the stats. They do have Christian Moore on Friday listed with 12 at bats. Mm-hmm. Hunter Insley and Christian Moore with eight at bats a piece and then Sunday game they have Hunter Insley with 10 at bats Christian Moore with eight if some foul play comes in at season awards times your boy here there it is at it first any of those guys are in the re- for any of these season awards but mm-hmm. yeah screenshot that call me we'll... the dark the, the watchful yeah, projector here. <laughs> so just, just a note yeah, so, I mean, let, let's talk about this lineup a little bit. I mean, this weekend, it just looked like Blake Burke was off. Like, he only had one hit in the series and, like, just check swing after check swing, chasing pitches. Like, he just didn't look comfortable. And I think Tony Vitello talked about it a little bit after that, but, like, he just didn't look like his normal self at all. You hope it's short-lived because th- this isn't the time of year that – I don't know if you'd call him our most consistent hit of the year just because, you know, professional hitter number 17 is still, still in the order. But at the same mm-hmm. time, like, probably the most intimidating bat you have in your order. I mean, it's it's fine for him – well, it's not fine for him to go through a little bit of a slump like this, especially in a series that was pretty important. But, yeah, just, just getting out's one thing, but he, he did not – he didn't look comfortable in the box, like let let alone with recognizing pitches. Like he he didn't look comfortable with any pitch up there. So mm-hmm. it's, I think he'll break out of it pretty quick, just because I, I we've never really, I mean, since year two now, since he's been wearing the jersey, you haven't really seen him go through any like prolonged like real deep struggle. So, but that's it's a bad. You, you don't want it to last the next two weeks. It's a bad series for it to happen now, but. You, you really don't want to see that for too long. And it seems like he might be pressing a little bit. And I know part of that becomes like anytime somebody, like especially at home inside Lindsey Nelson, anytime a runner's on base and Blake Burke steps up, everybody like gets on their feet. Like they they want to see the, the – Already looking up. The, the ball whacker guy yeah. <laughs> in Blake Burke. So, Do the um, thing. Do the thing, Blake. Yeah, yeah just – he just got like like you said, be more comfortable and like do your job. Like move runners. If that's all you're doing is moving runners, you're doing your job. 
Um, and I didn't think – I think they were kind of pressing this weekend to, like, not not just move runners but get them in and, like, hey, man, you got to, like, have trust, especially in the guy behind – the guy behind you is one of the hottest bats in the SEC right now in Christian Moore. So, like, give yourself a chance to, to get those runs in because Tennessee desperately needed those those last two games. And, um, yeah, just – didn't get a whole lot from from Blake Bird. Just struggled at the plate, um, and I don't know if. I mean, it just seems like as a whole we struggle with off speed stuff anyway. Well, and I don't know. I don't know why they would feel the need to to be pressing right now. Because I mean, it, it may, maybe the import the importance of the series was kind of like overdone a little bit. Like it, it was an important series, but at the same time, like looking at it right now, like oh, you know postseason hopes are done or anything like that. I mean, at this point of the year, every game you play is important, but at the same time, like, you would see after the last couple of weeks when nobody's trying to be the hero and it just kind of comes, that's, that's when this team's at their best. So, I I mean, call it pressing. I, I get wanting to have success every time you go up, but at the same time, like, you, especially especially when you got a guy behind you that there's there's a pretty good chance if you get on, like, He's gonna make something happen right now. You don't you don't have mm-hmm. to be the one to, you know, hit a laser in the gap. Like just just do something. Just put the bat on it to get on. And Burke, a lot of times if you just put the bat on it, like you might get a laser. So I, I mean, yeah, I even some of his check swings, like they're going somewhere. It just I don't know. It just didn't look like his normal. Like he didn't get a hold of a lot of balls this weekend. Yeah. Well, like they might not always be hits, like you said, but like they're they're going somewhere, and you know that confidence goes up when you're able to barrel a ball up, no matter if you get out or not. You're like, oh, okay, I'm I'm good. Like the next one, I'm hitting somewhere where they're not. Yeah, the, the best the best thing we can see is if he bounces back immediately, because we're I don't want it to sound like we're railing against the guy, because I mean, guys are allowed to go through rough stretches like this, especially in this sport. But at sure. the same time, like if it's if it's just struggle, okay. But if it's struggle because, like, you feel the need, like, you've got to be the hero now, like, just I, – I, if I'm Tony Vitello and that's the reason, I'd say just look back at the last couple of weeks. Like, mm-hmm. you, you weren't the hero then. No, nobody – I mean, Christian Moore has probably been your guy for the past couple of weeks during this stretch. But at the same time, nobody has to be that. So, I'd just be like, hey, I'm, I know both – literally and metaphorically you are the big guy like around around knoxville but like at the same time you don't you don't you're much better when you you don't have to be Mm -hmm. yeah i I just thought it was um strange like how i don't i don't like the the georgia pitchers like statistically they're not great but it looked like from a tennessee's viewpoint if you look at this weekend it looked like they were pretty good um, and again, I don't know how to kind of piece that together on, on why we did struggle against a, a pitching staff. That's not very great. And you mentioned, like we mentioned one of the starters on Saturday went out. Um, we hammer, we got the guy out today that their Sunday starter, we got him out of the game and their bullpen's not good. And it just seemed like they kind of took it to us a little bit. I don't know if. I don't know what it was. I don't know if it's just being on the road. I don't know if like, but but Saturday Chase Dolander pitched good enough to win. You should have won that ball game. Yeah, absolutely. Today, I mean they hit they hit Drew Beam, um, and like I, 
it sucks, it, it, but it's going to happen sometimes. Sometimes you don't have your best stuff. Even if, you know, I don't think he was pitching just terribly. You know, that, that first one that they hit out, like it was a freaking barely over the fence. Like if Griffin Merritt's out there, his 6-2 self, he might, rob, he might be able to rob that home run. Um, but, yeah, it, it was just – weird and I don't really have any other words to really describe it as like I this pitching staff wasn't good and they look good against Tennessee. I mean 13 Ks on, on Saturday. I don't really know how many there was on Sunday, but um I'm sure it was a pretty big number as well. Well in the second bomb for Beam too, it's you know, he 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 probably still gives up that bomb, but at the same time, like we we go back to you know, you, you'd rather – at that point in the game, you'd, you'd rather it be a solo shot than a two-run shot. So, you could go back right before that to, you know, Christian Moore's been your guy lately. He's kind of been carrying you. But, like, it, it was a hard-hit grounder. But at the same time, like, he, he makes that play nine out of ten times. Mm-hmm. But today, he, he didn't. And, you know, it's – I don't think it was that next pitch. But maybe the bat, you know, it it's absolutely demolished then. So, it's like, you know – He's hitting right now. He hits that bomb anyway, but at the same time, I think I think that would be a five-four game, six-four, and it's mm-hmm. uh, a lot. A lot of that goes back to the middle, where it's like if you know you hang one, that's being done there anyway. So if you hang that, that was probably way. But at the same time, like it's a lot more mentally crushing when there's an error right before it that you know doubles what you were going to have to put up anyway. So it's. It's just yeah. it's little stuff like that that can't you've seen before it can't happen you've kind of fixed it, and I mean yeah it, we're still dealing with college players so it, we're not expecting perfection by any means but at the same time like at this point of the year you've seen like here's what happens when you don't do things like this here's what happens when you do so it's it's pretty clear like where where you've got to make up now. Well, yeah, and last year like it didn't matter and like if you have that kind of you know, fielding blunder or whatever. Um, they hit a home run. Like it didn't matter. Like you're you're probably gonna get it back the next inning anyway, or you're so far ahead that it didn't matter. Um, but like now this like this is a different ball team. You know, they they have struggled at the plate at times. So like those like I feel like everybody knew as soon as he did that, like that top of Georgia's lineup was gonna make Tennessee pay and they did it, it seemed like every single time this weekend. And it's just a different league this year. I mean, all around college baseball, but it's just a different league. You know, before it was – it, it kind of always felt like, you know, any any superhero movie you watch, you know, right right when you know the, the villain lands a punch or things are going too well, you know, uh, something something's going to happen. That's the way view, Tennessee viewed – or teams viewed Tennessee as that villain. Like, oh, you know, things are kind of trending for us, then the villain shows up. Like, that, mm-hmm. that was the mentality before. And other teams knew that and – they knew it because it happened every weekend to them. Now it's you, you don't have that role anymore. We talked about being the haunted more this year, and it's everybody knows that, and they, they've seen it with Missouri sweep. You know, two and eleven on the road. It's just it's not the same squad. Do you have a reasoning? Do you have? Can you talk any sense and and why the the on the road thing is such a big deal? I if it. If it were some parks, yeah, like like Ole Miss. Ole Miss is a place where 
normally if they, if they've got a halfway decent squad, you go in their stadium and it, it's it's going to be nasty in there. It's going to be loud. Arkansas the same way, uh, to an extent with that the damn Vandy Whistler like. Rest of the crowd may not be great, but you got to deal with that more on the entire yeah. time. Like there, there's yeah. certain envi- it's like football. There's certain environments where it's tough to win. Yeah, yeah, the crowd's gonna play a factor. I don't think Georgia baseball has one of those environments. So I, it's definitely a factor. Oh, they were, they're still hungover from the the football national championships. So right. There wasn't anybody there this they're, weekend. <laughs> they're on Twitter uh, talking. They're they're commenting on Jalen Hyatt draft highlights right now. They're just they can't stay in their own lane there. So, but I, yeah, I don't I don't know. I mean, it's it's just one of those things where. I don't know. It, I, I halfway want to chalk it up to just the weirdness of college baseball this year. But at the same time, like, if you were 8-8, eight and eight, if, you're, if you're playing around 500, I get it then. But, you know, 2-11, and 11, you know, I don't remember what the old saying is. But at a certain point, like, it, it stops being random and turns into a trend. So, mm-hmm. you hope with this team it's not just that they're bad on the road. I don't know if it's something with the routine, with travel. I – I don't know if I don't know what it could be, but you hope that it's not something that's gonna rear its head every time. You hope maybe it's just been some weirdness, but at two and eleven, it's not the easiest thing to hear. But maybe it's just this this isn't a road team, which yeah feels bad for the rest of the season. And so that that's why you you know being a national seed is so important because like you don't have to worry about playing on the road anymore. Um, but now like it, the further you go, like if you get the supers. I mean, Tennessee is isn't hosting a super regional unless they just go out and probably dominate these next two weekends, make a run in Hoover. They're not getting a national seed, um, and, and I I would think it's it wouldn't be as big of a deal if you're looking at like who Tennessee has played at home. But you look at Missouri, right. Georgia, Grand Canyon. Like I mean those those three teams, Tennessee should beat. Um, now LSU is different. Arkansas is different. You probably should steal a game away from there. And LSU, you probably could have won that. Se- you definitely could have won that series. Probably could have swept. Um, I mean, there's there's just a lot of missed opportunities, and I think that was that was part of it. On Sunday, it was like you have you get the lead back. Like you're you're down. Cal Stark hits a bomb, which I, I thought he had a great game on Sunday. Um, I do want to kind of mention that as a positivity. Um, he hits a he hits a bomb, and then obviously one of the greatest players to ever step foot on a diamond. Jared Dickey ties it up with a single, and you like you you're back to zero zero. And I feel like Beam kind of dialed it in, like he's like, all right, like I'm good, and he was throwing well. And then it just kind of all like I don't know, just kind of. Like, he kept it in reach, and then, you know, the errors happened, and, you know, it's just one of those games where we've seen a lot this season where, you know, just a few mistakes can be the difference in a ball game, and it just seemed like that's what it was this weekend. I don't – I'm not chalking that win up because they left Drew Beam in the game too long. I don't believe that for a second. Um, I think, like, it, it could have happened to any – now, A.J. Russell came in and played well and, and pitched really well. But also, like, if you don't have those – Ayers, it's five to four. Drew Beam, you know, probably doesn't go back out. I know his pitch count was getting up a little bit, but 
Um, he probably doesn't go back out out there the next inning, but he he got you what you wanted. Ground balls like Drew Beam is not a you know blow it by you. He doesn't have the now his velo's picking up and his off speed's getting better, but he's always been kind of like a contact pitcher. Like he's gonna get weak ground balls, um, pop flies, and and get you out of the inning, and he'll get some strikeouts here and there as well. But he throws a lot of strikes, and that, that's usually – like, you get contact pitchers that throw a lot of strikes. Um, but he uh, – man, where was I going with that? Just lost all train of thought. Um, about how, you know, it's been the, the debate of if he should have been pulled. There. Yeah, like – but I, I just – it could have happened to Burns. If you would have put Burns in, it could have happened to him. But I didn't think it was – that was the reason you lost the game. The the bigger if you're going to take anybody out of the game, Christian Moore needed to come out. I mean, he he booted two balls. Yeah, so, like if that wasn't on Drew Beam. I mean, yeah, the home run. Like you don't want to see that, but you know that could also be a coaching thing. We're like, hey man, this guy's like been killing us all weekend. Let's not throw to him. Right. That's that's what I was about to say. In reality, like say you put Burns in there, the way Condon's hitting right now, it's it's no disrespect to. Burns or anybody in the bullpen or any starter, it's if you make a if you make a mistake to that dude right now, like I mean, what's his four ten is the batting average I have for him? If that's, I mean, he, he's a guy you just can't make a mistake to. Yeah. So I, I don't care who it is because if if you bring again or if you bring a guy in from the bullpen, there is everybody calling like, oh, you got to pull him now. Like, well, mm-hmm. if he can give up a bomb, so could Beam. Like, I I don't under yeah, I don't. I don't understand the debate of that being the oh he he should have never been in that position. I'm like he he's one of the few guys that I would want in that position. Yeah. I, I I can't think of many more that I'd rather have in that situation. I just don't. In a matchup of good on good, like Condon's one of the best out there right now, and he has been all season. So it's kind of the proof's in the pudding there. Yeah, and I, I just don't like it's kind of been that same thing. Like we've just let like one person kind of like beat us and it wasn't just Condon, but he was a huge part of that. Him and Connor Tate were two guys. I'm like, dude, let's just, I don't care if there's nobody out, put them on. And I, I would like our chances better than having to face the, the rest of the bottom of that lineup because that top of the lineup killed us this weekend. And they're, they're the only two in that, in that entire lineup. They're hitting over 300. I mean, that's, I mean, lead off 296, but at the same time, like everybody else, just not stellar seasons. You look at Tennessee's lineup, and it's a lot better averages there. So, hey, yeah. it, this series is just it, – it was a lot like the Mizzou series to me, just a lot of – like it Everything like, they hit was in a gap or, or away yeah, from and it the was, Yeah, it wasn't like any big blowouts. You, you actually snagged one here, so that's why it was a little bit better than Missouri, but it was just really confusing. Like a lot, mm-hmm. a lot of it just – just didn't make any sense. So that's why it doesn't really worry me that much. But at the same time, it's like, that's a, if you truly are figuring it out this time of year, you shouldn't lose a series and afterwards have us sitting here like that was confusing. Like it should have just been like, Hey, you know, bats were hot, but starting pitching couldn't be good enough or starting pitching was hot. Bats couldn't be good enough. Like you feel like there was, some positive signs everywhere, but there were some negative signs everywhere. So it's, I don't know. You, you felt like you didn't really learn a lot from this series. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I I don't think pitching was the issue. Like 
I think hitting was an issue on Saturday, and I feel like defense um, was an issue. And I, I feel like you dug yourself into a hole, and that's why your offense probably didn't show up the rest of the game. It was just like they felt like it was out of reach, and, and maybe it was, but um, didn't get a whole lot from – I mean, like Christian Stott, Scott didn't have a good day on Sunday. Um, I don't think Zane didn't got a hit. Like Bird didn't have a great day. So like it was just like spots in that lineup where like you needed one guy to just like come through. Um and Tennessee just didn't get that from from them uh these last two games. Yeah, and I mean, I guess I'll kind of give away my MVP pick here, but it's really frustrating for a guy like Dolander, who, you know, it's as kind of you don't want to say inconsistent inconsistency issues this year, but kind of has a little bit. I, th- I think he's five and five or five and six in the year. So it's that that one's the one that really kills me because it's like it, last year that's another win on his record, and this year he's got to sit there and be like, hey, you know, I I pitched that well, and you know they they still kind of controlled the game. You know, it's only a three one game, but kind of felt like they were in control for the majority of it. So it's. It's tough for any pitcher to go through that, but especially your ace who's kind of had the ups and downs this year. That's one where you just – you've got to win it for him there. And, you know, you hope that can just keep him kind of on the steady progression up. But you hope that one doesn't kind of make him come back down to earth again now. So that one that one just really killed me. Yeah, and, and this – I don't know what it is, but the home runs are, are hitting at a freaking alarming rate. So, like, it, it's going to happen. Like, I guess it doesn't happen with Paul Skeens, but it happens with everybody else. Like, people are getting hit. Um, when you face a good lineup, good hitters, like, it's, people are hitting home runs. Um, but, like, you got to keep them to a minimum, and also you got to hit some for yourself. Um, and Georgia just kind of hit more than Tennessee did. They had seven. I think we had four in total, and I think three of those were hit on um, – I think three of those were hit on Friday. So, just couldn't do anything in the last two days. And looking at Beam, I mean, you mentioned Dolander. He pitched good enough to win, 100%. Beam, like, even though he probably had statistically one of his worst worst outings, um, especially this season, he pitched good enough to win, I think. He kept you in the game. He gave you right. a chance. Yeah. yeah. And, and that's all you're asking out of your starters to give you a chance at the end. And um, – you know, Tennessee didn't kind of give themselves a chance by, you know, some errors and leaving guys on base and just not taking advantage of opportunities when they were there. Quick, quick rant moment for my for my last big point here, just from yeah. uh, the hitting, seeing more bombs this season. It does kill me that it seemed like my kind of age group of people had to go through the transition from the from the old absolutely smoking hot BSRs to the BB cores where mm-hmm. the first few years of the BB cores, it was like swinging a wooden stick. Like the sweet spot was about as big as my pinky nail oh, right yeah. there. It's a now where it's just on TikTok. I see some guys that do like bat reviews of ones that it seems like they're figuring out BB core a little bit now to where they're really able to kind of test the limits with it. And you're seeing some really hot bats come back around now. And it's like, I really had to play in the era where it was swinging a log up there that just oh, like, yeah. just completely dead, sounded dead. So I'm just that's got me pissed this evening. 
No, I, I agree. Like the sound of those bats, it just, you are like, oh, like what? Like I remember those bats, like they were, I don't even remember what they were. Some like Dean Marini's or something like that. They would just, the ping sounded like unreal. And it's kind of like Tennessee's orange bat. I don't know exactly what yeah. brand that is. Um, but the t- you were of, talking about the voodoos back then. They were, yeah. those, those voodoos were nasty. Ping, ping, oh yeah, ping. yeah. It went from that to where where we're swinging metal bats that crack like a wood bat. I'm like, this, yeah. this shouldn't be doing this. Yeah, it shouldn't <laughs> go from ping to thud. Yeah, like it just, I don't know. It's got it's got me hot this evening. Yeah, it sounded like you're slapping a pillow. Yeah. Um, the ping's coming back. Yeah, it definitely is. Um, yeah, I, I don't really have a, a ton else for this. I mean, it, it does suck, but. You know, there is a lot of, a lot of baseball to be played. Um, so that, that's one way to look at it. Now, you didn't make it easy on yourself. You do have to probably beat a ranked Kentucky team, a ranked South Carolina team um, who's dealing with some injuries. And, you know, Kentucky, you want to get that – you want to get some revenge after last year. Um, you know, hopefully that, that there's that agreeance in the dugout. They're like, guys, we ain't losing to this team again. Um and they're they're better than they are last year, and so you 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 got to play well. You are at home, so that that helps. Um, but then I, I feel like if you want a chance at hosting a regional, you got to win these next two series and probably win a game in Hoover as well. Um, so we'll see how that goes. I mean, everybody's everybody was hot this weekend at home, so hopefully we can carry that over to next week as well. I'm glad it's in Knoxville too, because even though it will be what that'll be the 12th, 13th, and 14th. It, we have the ongoing theory on this show that every time you go to either Kentucky or Missouri, it's like you step into a third, third world country and it, the weather is just terrible. <laughs> so even though it I will be that. the second week of May, I'm sure it'll be 32 degrees with sleet coming down in, in Lexington. So mm-hmm. I'm glad that it's in Knoxville because sure enough, the, about the time of the year we have to make the trip there when it should be, you know, 80, getting, getting, mid-80s nice weather i'm sure it'll be just absolutely just terrible this week so thank yeah hopefully God. i can open up my pool this this week we'll see but yeah glad to not be making the trip to kentucky again um that'd be that's nice we did have to go to missouri so i guess we get one every year we have to go to at least one of them um so it's a good thing we don't have to go to both of them in a season but guys thanks for listening um Again, not the the most positive show that we've ever done because I do just think there's a ton of missed opportunities this this weekend. But uh, we'll be back next week talking about well, – let's sweep Kentucky. God, I hate Kentucky. That blue is just ugly. You know, we, we were talking about the weather there just sucks. They're killing two. horses. I mean, it's just, it's just a two. lot going on. Two out of the three days for this weekend, if we were in Lexington, Lexington, there is chance of rain two out of three days. So our theory just – it's not big chances, but our theory does still stick. <laughs> All right, guys. We well, all have a good rest of your week. Um, or I guess you're starting the week. So uh, and enjoy that. And uh, here's for warmer weather. Thanks for listening again. We're out.